Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. BWI Friday means we got Ryan Snyder and recruiting information. It's the day after St. Patrick's Day, so everyone here had a wild and raucous St. Patrick's Day. Right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, put our kids in green shirts and sent them off to daycare. And uh, if daycare didn't send home a pamphlet saying to dress my kids in green shirts, I probably wouldn't have even known it was St. Patrick's Day. Until, of course, you watch the NCAA tournament and, uh, you know, every lucky shot and lucky bounce is a St. Patrick's Day uh, pun, I guess you would say. So. I- yeah, feel, it was a great day. I feel better then about giving everybody a break from the St. Patrick's Day beat you over the head with it because I didn't – Nate and I yesterday on the show when we were doing our mailbag show did not address that it was St. Patrick's Day even once. So we it was a safe haven for from bad media people doing puns about it being St. Patrick's Day and not knowing – not really – that's it. So I uh, – you're welcome, everyone that watched and wanted to, a brief respite from the green – here we are on Friday, though, and it's after spring break, after State Patty's Day, after St. Patrick's Day. So recruiting is picking up for Penn State football. Ryan Snyder is our recruiting insider. So what do you got for us here on a Friday right before a weekend mm-hmm. where we know visits start happening? Yeah, we've got a handful of players uh, coming to campus this weekend. I think I think fans know the the big name this week. Of course, Andrew Appelier, uh, or tweeted out, what, I don't know, maybe about 10 days ago or so. Actually, I think it was about a week ago uh, that he was coming up to campus this weekend. So I think a lot of fans have seen that by now. Of course, he's committed to Michigan, um, you know, out of Milton Academy up there. And uh, he's originally from, uh, uh, was it Millbrook, uh, New York, I believe. But uh, this was a player who I thought Penn State would uh, – would have a commitment from by now. And I think back in Christmas time, we were, we were talking about that a good bit. And then of course, Neo Avery commits on new year's Eve and uh, everything kind of got turned upside down. You know, the one thing that Penn state sources were consistently telling me is that they've handled this right. You know, because I thought Andrew, I'm pretty confident that Andrew was close to committing to Penn state around that time. And uh, of course, you know, when you add another tight end who of course they really wanted uh, Neo Avery at the time was considered a tight end. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, one of those things, it's kind of like a sticky situation, right? Like, you don't know how do you handle that. And, right. and only those who have been in recruiting for a long time and uh, have the experience can probably shed more light on how they do that. But the one thing that people kept saying to me is that they were just honest with him about it. They they kept a good relationship with him. And, um, you know, to me, I just got the, the, the hint, I guess, is that they kind of kept telling him, hey, look, you know, we think Neo would be a great defensive end. We need to talk to him about this. Yeah. Both of you are very important to us. Of course, Joey Slaffer's already committed, so that's where the, the log GM comes at that position. So, of course, that's all been ironed out now. Matthias Barnwell is going to be a defensive uh, tackle, most likely. Neo Avery's going to be a defensive end. And that kind of opens up a spot then for a, a, a true second tight end, and uh, that's why Penn State's going to get this visit. So he, of course, uh, committed to Michigan 
what is it, uh, back in, uh, I think, uh, early January, mid-January, right. we'll say. And, uh, you know, now Harbaugh, the younger Harbaugh, Harbaugh uh, tight end, was the tight end coach. Now he's going to be safeties. Graham Newsom, who, of course, was a Penn State uh, recruiting target back in the day, he's going to be the tight end coach at Michigan. And I think that's given uh, Andrew a lot to think about. So mm-hmm. this will be a big weekend uh, for Penn State. He does plan to go visit Michigan, and he does plan to go visit Boston College. So uh, do I think we're going to see a – direct flip this weekend right now no i don't really think that would be the case i do expect him to take those visits and most importantly penn state expects him to take those visits that's right. one thing people have consistently said to me so we will see what happens but this is a, a massive visit and and certainly in my opinion the most important visit of the week so far there might be some other guys coming up who maybe maybe we can talk about that down the road i like to leave hints i'm not a big like you know you don't no 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 there leave- might be Leave it, leave it right there. That was perfect. And I was just about to follow up with coming up on Tuesday, the BWI daily recruiting show. You can get more information about that from Ryan. If all that stuff that he's talking about, if he gets there. So it's a real reason to tune in next week because it's not just that I'm talking about all kinds of in-depth recruiting stuff from the weekend. And you know, anything you hear about Andrew Repelier or some of the other guys, I want to talk about Andrew Repelier though, because Mm-hmm. You brought him up on Tuesday and watching the film and putting together, you know, going in and putting together some of the highlights and holy cow, is he an amazing receiver? He immediately becomes one of the best receivers in this recruiting class and they've had four tight ends come through here. So his route running, I, I see why they really like him. And I also see why in the situation, he's a, I, I wouldn't even say small. He's just smaller than the guys that they have gone after previously. Neo Avery, 6'5", can be easily 250. Joey Schlaffer, uh, 6'5", himself, 6'4", 6'5". Matthias Barnwell is a defensive tackle. So you can see the type of body that Penn State wants at defensive, uh, at at tight end. And he is, I think, 6'3", 210-ish pounds. So there's there's no problem with his size. But I I get the whole situation. I think he would be a massive flip for Penn State from a from a from a receiving standpoint at that position. Mm-hmm. We have him at six four two fifteen. He's probably mm-hmm. a little like six three and a half, six three and three quarters, something like that. Uh, I believe I I believe I got his height and weight from sources, and I think I rounded up to six four. But I think it's mm-hmm. six three and, and and a half, six three three quarter. I believe it is. But yeah, you're right. Um, you know, that's that's really the only knock. And I mean, we're talking about an inch here, so it, yep. this isn't like a knock, really. So exactly. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a very important player for them. I mean, right now he's a four star player in the in the on three uh, three hundred, or excuse me, the on three consensus. He's in the on three. 300 as well the the consensus has him at 266 and of course the consensus is 247 espn uh on three and rivals all kind of put together uh and then the on three 300 is our personal ranking uh for on three and he's number 167 uh the ninth ranked tight end so a uh, very important player for penn state and, and somebody that uh like i said i mean a couple months ago i thought he would have been committed by now i mean he it, i was really kind of surprised that he committed to michigan just because of how much, or at least in my opinion, or from what I heard, he was in on Penn State. I mean, right. I thought it was kind of a foregone conclusion in, in a lot of ways. And the only reason I didn't put a, <laughs> be honest with this one. So the only reason I didn't put a, a pick in for Penn State was because I had sources telling me, please don't, because they didn't want to, uh, they had, it was good with the family and they didn't yeah. want it the, the family to kind of like get upset or, or uh, you know, think that they were kind of linking information. Uh, so I, that's the only reason I ever kind of held off on, putting in um you know an rpm prediction on him and i i'll be honest i do kind of want to put in a flip 
prediction for him. And mm-hmm. I think I'm after this weekend. Like I, I'm considering it uh, closely. So we'll see. But, but and I think you, you laid it out perfectly, though, because kind of the, the landscape is he's absolutely weighing his options, it seems, of going back and giving Michigan another shot, checking out Boston College, making one kind of final pass before he makes any sort of decision to stay committed or flip somewhere else. So I think that's a, a really, really, really well laid out sort of view and how important this weekend is into that sort of situation. And if you want that information, even before the Tuesday recruiting show, sign up for blue white illustrated. So you can get information from Ryan on the BWI message board. The lion's den is where all this information comes out. And of course in premium content articles, which you only get by signing up and it's just a dollar, $1 for 12 months of access. It's it's 12 months of recruiting info. I, I, yeah. Is there a typo? Like, do we have to check with somebody? Am I going to get in trouble? <laughs> I think it goes till April. Uh, I believe, I believe, I, I believe we are like generally entering like our final five or so weeks for this. Uh, but I was, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I was like, how's this still a dollar? Like, I thought we were going to end this by now. And our numbers are really good. Like I'm not trying to, you know, pat ourselves on the back too much, but we've done really well with it. Yep. Uh, but I do believe we're we are entering our final month with that. So this is your last chance, guys. Yeah, you, you got you got uh, your chance to get uh, spring ball information and uh, don't miss out on the the promo again. A whole year, it's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. Get into the tent before we have to close the door to the tent. <laughs> anyway, uh, who are the other recruits <laughs> that we need to know come this yeah. weekend for Penn State football? <laughs> yeah, there are a couple. Uh, I'll start with Calvin Smith. He's a 6'4", two, about 210 or so, uh, defensive end out of Florida. Um, Penn State offered him, I believe it was a couple of months ago. I apologize. I don't have that in front of me at the moment. But I, I believe it was uh, they've offered in 2022 or maybe it was late 2021. Uh, but long story short, he's at, he's actually at Pitt on Thursday. So he made his way up this way to, to visit. Uh, I know at least Penn State and Pitt. He might have one other for Sunday, but I know he's definitely coming to Penn State. Um I believe Iowa State, Tennessee, and Illinois are the schools he's seen so far. Solid offer sheets. Uh, Tennessee, Iowa State, Illinois, of course, those are the schools I mentioned already. Uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Michigan State, uh, Arkansas, West Virginia, Vatek. Uh, solid offer sheet. I haven't talked to Calvin myself personally yet, but uh, just from talking to Penn State sources, they kind of think that he's somebody who's being slept on rankings-wise right now. Uh, in the on three consensus, he's at number 834, which is uh, – you know, I, number eight thirty four to me is actually pretty good. You're you're a really good high school player, uh, but I think to to fans that would seem kind of low. And then right. Penn State people have been kind of nudging that as well. Is uh, you know this is a really athletic player that uh, people are kind of sleeping on right now. So we'll get a better feel for for that situation. Hopefully Saturday and into Sunday. Um, he this is we're doing this obviously on Friday. He's supposed to be at Penn State today. He was at Pitt on Thursday. Um, and I, like I said, I think he might be seeing one or school wise still up here, but I got to double check on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Pollock then is a, is another 2023 cornerback. He's from Georgia. He is flying up today and I believe this predominantly will visit, um, on, on Saturday. Uh, we have him at six, one, one seventy five. He had some really impressive, uh, stats last season. I believe, I think it was about 58 tackles for, for a cornerback. That's pretty good, man. In high like, school, you don't, you don't sure. see that. Yeah, you don't see that often. 58 tackles. I was watching his film too, man. He's got a good eye for the ball. Four interceptions last year, 12 pass deflections, had a sack as well. I think he has six interceptions in 16 or 17 games. So that's that's a that's a pretty good ratio there. 
Uh, I know he's running track as well. I think his his best time so far in the hundreds eleven four, which is all right. Uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, we've we've seen definitely have seen worse uh, as far as top top prospects. So uh, Penn State's going to get a good look at him this weekend. Uh, Georgia Tech, Indiana, um, uh, Kentucky, Pitt. UCF, Wake Forest, West Virginia, they're kind of uh, in the mix there as, as the schools who have offered him so far. I know he's mm -hmm. been to Georgia Tech a couple times. He's not, you know, not, not, doesn't live too far away from Atlanta. So that, that would make sense. Uh, Florida State's another school who hasn't offered yet, but he has visited. And, and I believe, uh, Duke or no, excuse me, Wake Forest uh, as well as another school he's visited. So uh, another player who I, you know, I'm just kind of getting to know. I, I talked to Bryce once or twice previously. You know, he told me he has a good relationship with Terry Smith and Jay Wan Sider, uh, Rashad Elby too. Their their newest um, recruiting analyst or no, I guess recruiting. What are they called? Recruiting assistant. We'll say. Yeah. I think they all have like recruiting coordinator tag. Like, but they're all recruiting coordinators. So I try not to use that too much. Uh, but anyway, he's he's been in touch there a little bit as well. So another player that uh, I think we'll be getting to know, um, you know, or at least talk about a little bit more here throughout the spring. And then the final, the fourth uh, scholarship guy that we know right now is Rico Scott. He's a 2024 wide receiver from Bishop McDevitt. I've talked about Rico a little bit, of course, yeah. with him being from Harrisburg. I think some some fans might starting to uh, might. Uh, get to know him a little bit better. He had a pretty good season last year. He was their number three wide receiver last year uh, at McDevitt. So his touches were limited, but man, he made a lot of big plays for them. And I think that's what what, what schools are really seeing with his film. Uh, Maryland, Va Tech, uh, Pitt have all offered. He's also got, I believe, uh, Old Dominion. So Ricky Ronnie and his staff have made that move as well. So um, yeah, sol solid group. I mean, it's, i I'll be honest, I was thinking it'd be a little bit bigger. Um, yeah. You know, just from talking to people in the last couple of weeks, but I think. I think now it's kind of shaping up to be next weekend. That'll that'll be the bigger weekend, uh, as far as just like overall quantity of of scholarship guys. There will be some non scholarship guys there. We're just kind of waiting to see and uh, get a few more names there before we put them out. And we'll put them out on the uh, the message board later today. And uh, I'm like I said, I'm not I'm not generally not trying to like over tease it, but there are one or two other um, important players that I am keeping an eye on, but I don't want to put names out there if they're not visiting yet. So. We will share that with subscribers when the time comes. Another great reason to do that. And then I'm just going to say it again. Sign up for Blue White Illustrated here on YouTube. Because then if you if you missed any of this stuff, you can catch some of it over on the recruiting show on Tuesday. And we got some, uh, I, we've got some other things. I won't tease things on this end because we got, we got all kinds of stuff coming up next week. Spring practice is here. There's no, I, we shouldn't yes. need to tease any of this stuff. Monday is a huge day. So I'll just uh, let everyone in on the news. Now, this is a more of a programming thing than a tease. The BWI live show on Monday is not going to be at noon because that's when James Franklin is spe speaking to the media. We'll have coverage of that all day long at bluewhiteillustrated.com. We'll have stuff up here on YouTube, including James Franklin's comments and a live reaction or a, a short they shortly thereafter reaction from the guys who are there in person for the first time in two years wow at, at be weird being in that it's gonna be weird being in there i don't know i, I might i, mean, I guess we have so many people now i don't know if i need to go like i used to always go and get all the photos but yeah it's gonna be like five of you guys maybe i'll stay back at home base it'll be weird <laughs> no i gotta go i gotta go this is my first time in that room i gotta go i'll yeah. definitely go to practice and Sandy Barber speaking with the media, too, on yep. Monday. Uh, of course, she just announced her retirement. So uh, we have James, I believe. It's like late morning. Sandy, I believe, is like 1-ish, 2-ish. I believe it's like 1-ish. Uh, and then practice will be probably uh, early evening time. Yep. So Monday is going to be a, a very busy day.
Yep, so stay tuned. We haven't uh, nailed down the final time, but we will have the BWI live show in the evening. I think tentatively sometime around 8 o'clock, but we'll have that over on Twitter and everywhere else for you get to know that information. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One thing I want to cir- I want to circle back quickly to when it comes to you were talking about Bryce Pollock, and this mm-hmm. is a, kind of a curveball question for you. But who are Im- players that are important? Their their track is important this year. They're either hundred meter dash or something to see in track where Penn State wants more information and they need to see some metrics and things they need to hit. Who are guys where it's, the track is a, an important season for them? You know, the easy answer here is, is all of them. And, and yeah. that's the honest God truth, though, because, you know, like I can point out some guys like I mean, I think we talked about like, I mean, Penn State wants to see Kenny Johnson run faster. I don't believe Kenny Johnson is running actual track this year, though. Um, I'd have to double triple, triple check on that. And Johnny Shakir makes sense. He's another wide receiver uh, out of Pensac in New Jersey. But but really, man, it's <laughs> it's so important after limited camps like, yes, we got camps last year. Right. And a lot of guys were able to do that. But, you know, even even track and field last year was still limited in some states. And this is kind of the first year where everything's pretty much back to normal. So so it's just a constant uh, collection of information. And, and you know, they have – I mean, for example, like I'll, I'll give Musa Kane, for example. He, he's a pretty good player who I think still very, may, very well may end up at Penn State. And, you know, a couple of months ago I was thinking like, you know, Musa is, a, is a, absolutely a top prospect for them. Now, now Musa's also just kind of ran a, a high or a low 12, 100 meter. And that's, I'm not going to say that's given Penn State too much pause because he also has a vertical leap that's incredible and some other measurables that like, you look, if you're, if you have the um, explosion to put up some of these numbers, they're yeah. not going to put crazy amount of stock in that, but just collecting those numbers and seeing different numbers, it always, it's just another kind of piece of the puzzle, I guess you would say. So you know, there, there's there's always different guys. Um, you know, like I said, I, I Johnny Jakir is kind of the first one that pops up to mind, but uh, they're all important, and yeah. every piece of information you get is is incredibly vital. It's funny how we're still having conversations about this. This is this is the repercu- uh, the repercussions and the impact of shutting things down on the high school level for two years of gathering all this information. There are still pieces of the puzzle that you got to go find and put together so it, for the class of 2023 and this happened like i said almost two years ago so mm-hmm. uh great insight into that now let's talk about jordan hall you had a conversation with the img linebacker earlier this week uh what stood out to you about your his comments about penn state or wherever you want to start there yeah i mean jordan's still um i think he's still on pace for a summer commitment uh, I think that was kind of the big thing because I haven't talked to Jordan in a couple of months. You know, for the longest time I was looking at I, I really kind of thought Phil Pachotti was kind of emerging as that middle linebacker. And I don't want to say that he's not still incredibly important because he is. But just the the more I've talked to people, it kind of feels like Jordan Pachotti and Josiah Trotter are all pretty much even. Uh, and that's kind of just one thing that people have hinted to me um, a little bit more in recent weeks. So I, I, I caught up with Jordan just to kind of get a feel for 
where he's at with some things. And, and basically, you know, he, we, we know he took a visit to, I believe it's uh, North Carolina yesterday. And uh, that was uh, March 17th. And then he's going to Virginia today, which is March 18th. And then he has to go back to IMG Academy. And, you know, anybody who goes to IMG, it's, it's good for those Florida schools that are easy to get to. Right. But when you're away, when you're away from your parents, uh, it makes it a lot more difficult to, you know, travel across the country and take visits during periods like this. So he wants to take visits in April. I, you know, I have a lot of IMG guys tell me that they want to do that. And then they, they're unable to do that because of the logistics. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. He, I mean, guys do end up doing it, but it's just it's just a lot more complicated, uh, especially because they usually want to, you know, go meet their parents and then go off to wherever that destination is. And, yep. you know, that requires multiple flights. So. Um, but anyway, I mean, I think Penn State's very much in the mix there still. Uh, Michigan State was kind of the other school that kind of seems to be standing out, and Florida. Uh, so Virginia, Penn State, Michigan State, North Carolina, and Florida. I feel like they're on pace to be his top five. And, uh, you know, all, all of them probably will likely get an, an official visit. Um, there are some other schools in the mix, so we'll, we'll see if others emerge. You know, Florida is the interesting one to me with him being at IMG. He can get there a lot easier. I believe he's visited Florida. Uh, what is it now? Two or three times, I believe. I believe at least twice mm -hmm. uh, that I know of. And one of those was March 5th. Uh, so now that Billy Napier and his staff have offered. And that was the other thing, too. I was I was surprised for the longest time why Florida wasn't offering Jordan Hall. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, but now they have, and uh, they seem to be a school who's very interested in. So, you know, I, I don't think any one school has a substantial lead. Mm -hmm. uh, I would kind of, I, I would kind of think that maybe Florida has a has an opportunity to to be the leader if they are, just by the way he talks. But uh, Penn State definitely has a good chance there. And like I said, I mean, they're very much in the mix with Phil Pichotti and Josiah Trotter as well. Uh, and of course, you know, I, I still, I still definitely point to Tamia Robinson. And Tony Rojas is like, yeah, they are they are incredibly important. Right. And really, any of those three middle linebackers, uh, they would love to have. So yep. we know Pachati is going to be coming up here in early April, and uh, we we will see where things stand then. I assume Josiah Trotter will get back here at some point as well. And right now, I think for Jordan Hall, I think what's most realistic is an official visit in June. Uh, and Manny Diaz was a part of that conversation as well. The former Miami Hurricane uh, head coach and and one time defensive coordinator. Uh, he's mentioned that they have a previous relationship in your article, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say. Yeah, how's it was that work? Close though. I mean, they're they're much closer now than they were then. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, obviously Miami was recruiting him, yes, but uh, I don't think I don't just from talking to guys. I don't know if Manny was like. I think we compare everybody to James Franklin, right? As far as like right. being incredibly aggressive in recruiting, and not all head coaches are like that. So just. From what I kind of gather, it's just I like I'm not saying Manny Diaz didn't recruit. That's not true at all. But uh, I think he was talking much more to assistant coaches, and then kind of had a you know couple random conversations with Manny here on the side uh, throughout his tenure there. Uh, but now that he's at Penn State, uh, I believe there's much more regular communication. But also, I mean, with Manny being a defensive coordinator, um, like like him and Yurchich recruit less than the rest. So yeah, uh, the the other staff is uh you know on him as well pretty hard, especially like the recruiting staff. They 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 take care of a lot of those uh, conversations. Yeah, and I wanted to put this up. We're gonna come back to Jordan Hall in a second, but this is a question I got on uh on the BWI Daily Edition that I wanted to bring up with you that John H asked me 
And I think this is a great segue into that. Do you have an idea where Diaz has been traveling for recruiting? He's talked uh, possible commits like Robinson and where they come to Happy Valley. Any sense of where he's going or emphasizing in a particular state? And uh, your comments are that that's not really the case, right? Yeah, I mean, for for coordinators, look, um, they do substantially less traveling. And not, I shouldn't say substantially because Penn State's a very team-oriented recruiting approach, but uh, they do not travel as much as the other assistants. So their vision is South Florida, which of course overlaps on Cider. Uh, but I, I would say his primary his primary responsibility is just national linebacker. So, uh, if there's a linebacker in California or Wyoming or Texas, like that's where he will be going. Of course, this year it's Pennsylvania for the most part and and Virginia, so he doesn't have to travel uh, nearly as much. But uh, it's the same with Yurchich, really, too. I mean, Yurchich doesn't really have too many, like, this is his territory. It's really just national quarterbacks. You you go recruit quarterbacks, and, and for Diaz, it's really just kind of national linebackers. But with those ties to South Florida, he does go down there as well. Uh, and I want to go back to Jordan Hall for a second, just because like I can't I can't see film and then not say something. So uh, I'll just mm-hmm. put this up here again. I really like, obviously, these IMG kids are all really well coached. That's the whole point of IMG. But if you look at his film in particular, and this is what I liked about Pachati as well, these are really good reads. So in a lot of linebacker film, when you're looking at especially Will and Sam linebackers, they're just so physically talented. What they're doing is like, running to the football and destroying the ball carrier. And it's not necessarily a cerebral thing. I love watching a guy who clearly is using his eyes. And Jordan Hall is playing that way here. So I think he's a really good uh, Mike Linebacker candidate who plays the Will here for IMG. So he plays Will and Mike in this situation. They, I, I, For the most part, what I see here on film is they're running five DBs. So he is playing both positions. And I think that position versatility and that level of intelligence are a really good fit uh, among the players that they already have recruited in Tammy Robinson and Tony Rojas. And that's not to say that those guys aren't smart or they don't have good football instincts, but it, like it's an extra emphasis when I'm watching to see who's going to be the guy that's telling everybody to line up where, who is uh, you know, the front seven and the, the coverage. you got to know all of that stuff. So having an advanced mm-hmm. knowledge on, on the high school level is an easier transition to that position. So I think he's a really good candidate there as well. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you you've watched it closer than I have. I mean, I I, I totally agree though. I mean, he is. Uh, I think him and Josiah Trotter uh, are both excellent with that, and I think Pachotti too. I don't want to leave Pachotti out on that. I've only watched Pachotti once, uh, like for a full game in person, uh, and I've seen Trotter a couple times. And then mm-hmm. of course, IMG's games are like always are on, so I've seen Jordan Hall a couple more times as well. So uh, they're definitely leaders, leaders too. I'd say that about all three of them. Um, you know, once they de- definitely talking to Pachotti's coach. I mean, he is. Uh, He's uh, the heart and soul of their team. And, uh, you know, Josiah Trotter, his dad's Jim Ryan Trotter. I mean, there's yeah. a, uh, amazing bloodlines there. Uh, and then, of course, you know, talking to Jordan, uh, he, he was saying that that's one thing Manny Diaz has really raved about him. So you you need a leader uh, for, for that Mike position. And uh, all three of these guys fit that really well. Uh, so I want to go to the cornerback position quickly because you talked about a couple of corners on the show so far and I know that you're going to be getting to your updated hot board for cornerbacks but one thing that's been consistent to me and listening to what you have to say reading what you have and talking to you in person is that it's kind of a it's kind of not not to say like I don't know but it's a big shrug when it comes to the cornerback board Mm -hmm. so I want to ask you 
with only one corner last year and Lamont Payne already committed in this class, that kind of ambiguity, is that a concern or is that an opportunity because there are so many national prospects that are a part of the conversation? Um, that's a good question. Um, I would say there's a little bit of a concern. I mean, I, I don't think I, I I think they're they're fine with just taking two this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also think when you look at their safeties, there's a there's quite a few safeties who are who are excellent athletes and you know maybe listed as a safety, but you know kind of more of a versatile guy. Get them on campus and figure it out. So. But this, but this quarterback board's all over the place, and it, it's it's. Look, I, I did a, pretty much a hot board every day this week, and now I've taken two days off because I'm trying to figure this board out before I go out there and run my mouth on who's who and you know who's who's most important in my eyes. But uh, we know Antonio Cotman's been here a few times. He's a Life Christian Academy prospect. The thing with Cotman is I'm, he's, again, like I'm not sure if he's a corner full time. Six two two hundred. You know, when I see his his frame, it's it it says more of a safety to me. So mm-hmm. I'll be curious there, but I do think he's a player that Penn state will take and get him on campus and, you know, work him out wherever he's, he's, a, he's a solid prospect. That I think Penn state would really want, but, but everybody else is national and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Georgia, Florida, uh, wherever. And uh, I think that's going to be, be something that I don't want to say hurts them, uh, but, but it just makes it more difficult. And, and that's also why June official visits, probably will be the time when we start to figure this board out because it's with so many guys from down south uh they're they're going to just have to wait uh until penn state wants to to use its officials i mean penn state has used officials in the past for the blue white game i'm not sure if they're going to do that this year i think they definitely especially when you're hosting guys from florida you kind of want to wait till june to get yeah. them here because you don't know you don't know what the weather is going to be like in, in <laughs> you want it to be but, as similar as possible so when it's yeah. hot and humid here you want to make sure they're coming up <laughs> One guy I will hit on is Braden Marshall. He's from uh, Lake Mary, Florida. Uh, I actually just posted a story on him today, and he he's talking about potentially coming for an official visit. I, I There's more in the story, and I'll save that for subscribers, but he gives me a, a date uh, that he's looking at and everything. So that, that seems pretty likely uh, mm-hmm. that he's going to end up here. And, uh, you know, only time will, will really tell exactly uh, what happens there. But, I mean, I know Boston College, Clemson, Florida State, Nebraska, Pitt, UCF, they've all kind of hosted him for unofficial visits. Uh, he, he just got an offer from Clemson a little bit ago. So to me, it feels like Clemson, Penn State, they're both in a good position uh, to get, a, get an official visit from Braden Marshall. But uh, again, you know, that, that'll probably come in June and uh, things need to get worked out until then. BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, recruiting insider for on three and for Blue White Illustrated, Ryan Snyder. We're going through the things you need to know when it comes to Penn State recruiting in a very important month. Coming in at the end of the show here. So one thing I want to take a look uh, and take a step back and, and kind of look at the landscape, not just at Penn State. Um, every year, it's always the same teams in particular that Penn State is recruiting against. But every once in a while, you get a special flavor each season of, okay, now Penn State and X school is uh, really going head-to-head with a lot of recruits in the same area. And Mm -hmm. I just want to get your opinion. I know you don't cover Notre Dame, but Marcus Freeman seems to be making some big strides as a recruiter, and I know that they were doing well before anyway, but seems like there's been a a renewed focus and intensity there. So uh, is is that who you would say is a a big contender for a lot of these prospects Mm -hmm. or in the region or whomever? What schools are you think are, is Penn State competing against this cycle? Yeah, I mean, when you asked me this question, that was the only one that really came to mind. 
uh, Notre Dame. Uh, we, we know Rodney Gallagher is going to go out there here soon. So that'll be interesting. And, and Notre Dame's just always, <laughs> I mean, I feels like, I feels like Penn state recruits against Notre Dame more than they do against Ohio state for sure. And that's because Ohio state's recruiting truly, uh, nationally at the moment. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's for the most part, the one that, that pops out to, to me the most, uh, I will say, I mean, Michigan a little bit, you know, Andrew Repellier, obviously that situation is going to be interesting to see. Uh, of course, with Tony Rojas, I mean, there, there are a couple of Clemsons uh, that I would say. Tony Rojas getting an offer from Clemson, and then and, and there's a couple others there that kind of make sense. But, you know, a lot of these guys are national national prospects, uh, and, and that's kind of scatters out who they're really competing with. Oh, one guy I forgot to mention with Notre Dame is Jason Moore. Yeah. I think Jason Moore and, and Notre Dame are, are – you know that I think I, I think Notre Dame might be a slight favorite with Jason Moore at the moment, which I know Penn State fans don't want to hear, but that one will get worked out. And I, one thing I will say with Jason Moore too is like he's going to go to Michigan and Ohio State and all these other schools who he hasn't seen yet at all. You know he's only taken a handful of visits, so that's that's important to note because uh, all it takes is one visit to really swing things. But Tamir Robinson, for example, I, I believe he just uh, was going to Notre Dame here soon, or maybe just just I'm actually I think it might be this weekend. Now I say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Notre Dame is definitely kind of the one that stands out the most. And then maybe Clemson, you know, there, there's a handful of defensive backs, uh, that, that, uh, kind of spring to mind for Clemson, but it's one of those things where if you gave me an hour, I could probably like <laughs> really do the math and sort them through. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we don't have time for that. It's Friday and then say the tournament's on. So I'll, yeah. I'll work harder next time on that one, but Notre yeah. Dame's definitely off the top of my head for sure. Well, that was the one off the top of my head, and I'm glad you mentioned Clemson, especially with Tony Rojas, because that was another one I saw. And Penn State, by the way, won a recruiting battle already with Josh Miller against Clemson. Mm -hmm. So that's another great school to talk about, and, and it's not necessarily always about losing. Sometimes it is about on the winning side of things. So uh, that's what I got today for the BWI Daily Edition. Any last thoughts from you? No, just... Uh... You know, uh, we got a handful of important guys coming up this weekend. I think next weekend should be a little bit busier. Um, Under Armour camps are swinging through the area, so we'll, we'll be seeing that soon. And, yeah, baby, let's uh, let's get spring ball rolling, man. Once once spring ball starts, I mean, especially once spring breaks start for high schools, you know, that's when we'll start seeing maybe a couple guys uh, swing through uh, on, like, those random Wednesday visits, things like that. So um, things are about to pick up here. I know I feel like I've been saying that for a month now, but they – it's finally going to pick up. I it, promise for sure. It's here because there's, there's things that we have to go to now. So uh, one yeah, final sure. note is blue white illustrated on YouTube. If you want to check out what we see at uh, those camps, we'll be posting highlight videos of some of Penn state's top prospects here at these camps. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to blue white illustrated. And if you're listening to this video and you hear the outro music, give the video a like, because you liked it. You got all that information, that, that sweet, juicy information from Ryan. I made some dumb jokes and some observations. We earned it today, so hit the like button. And, of course, subscribe so you don't miss anything from Blue White Illustrated here on YouTube. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you on Monday.